Good morning. I feel like I have to whisper. It's 5.47 in the morning. This episode is going to be all about something that I'm asked a lot about, that is met with a lot of curiosity, occasionally judgment, most of the time not. Definitely curiosity. And that is getting married young and a little more about my relationship and how that all kind of came to be because a lot of people find it very surprising that I married and in fact will be married for four years this year and will have been dating for 10 years this year. What? (laughs) What's funny is I even said that yesterday, and that still just hit me so funny and cool. Uh, That's going to be really cool. I'm 27. (laughs) So if you do the math, I... uh, I got married when I was 22. No, that's not right. 23, right? Yes, 23. I was about to turn 24. And my husband, Sam, was 27, had just turned 27. Yeah, so I was young. And we, objectively, I was much younger than... I think most people are getting married these days. And anyway, (laughs) we got engaged when I was 22. We started dating when I was 18. And yeah, well, that's how it went. (laughs) Um, So I thought I'd tell you a little about how we met and kind of... I got a lot of questions on my Ask Me Anything about marriage and my relationship and how we met and if I believe in the one... Or, you know, how do you know when someone's the one you want to get married to, etc. So I wanted to talk about this anyway because I've had some really interesting and fruitful conversations with people throughout my life about this topic. So it's something I wanted to discuss anyway because I I think it's interesting and people ask me about it a lot. And then when I got all those questions, I thought, okay, great. Well, let's really dive in there. So let's uh, tell the story a little bit. I was visiting Carnegie Mellon, which is the university in which houses the drama school that both me and Sam went to. And I was visiting as a senior in high school to, I had been accepted to the school, but I wanted to visit. And basically they allowed you as an accepted student because there are so few that it can be accommodated where you can go and sit in on classes and sort of talk to the faculty and go visit the school and see the facilities and meet people and before you decide that you want to accept your invitation to go. So I was doing that. I was so nervous and so excited. I couldn't, I knew I was going to go there. So the shadowing was sort of a formality. I didn't really, it was a nice way to be sure that I was going to go there, but it was my top school and I was just so excited to be there and you know, this is when Sam and I met. 
And I wasn't in the mindset at all of meeting someone. <laughs> uh, I was just really excited to be at the school, and I was really focused on myself as a student, you know, and not not so much as a a, a feminine being. Why? What? No, I'm not going to know. Okay, so I went in and essentially shadowed Sam's schedule as an acting student. So. The first time I saw him, actually, he was as his clown <laughs> in drama school. <laughs> no, uh, not in all drama schools, I don't imagine. But in some, you have a... We got clowning training, which I'm not going to get into here. But yes, it involves the red nose and, in, and a costume. And that, there's my drama school training coming out. Costume. That's my speech training. <laughs> anyway, okay, I'm getting really off track, but that was the first time I saw him actually possess his clown, which is really funny, but I, you know. Anyway, and then I went out in the hallway and I met Alan Alda, who none of you probably know who that is, but if you're not in Generation Z, you might know he was the star of M.A.S.H. Anyway, his grandson was going to our school at the time, and I ran into him in the hallway and I was like, Alan Alda? <laughs> Uh, anyway, so then I went to this other class, uh, an acting class, which was Sam's next class, and we sat together. Oh, I skipped a bit. Oh, okay. So this part I don't remember as well, but Sam remembers quite well. And that is, I went, the first time we, no, this must have been after this clowning class. Okay, so we went to an acting class, and that's when, you know, I, I introduced myself to the class, and it's only a class of maybe like seven or eight people. So we're in an acting class and I'm introducing myself and I say that I'm from Arizona. And Sam was like, I'm from Arizona, which in this case is very strange because everyone who goes to this drama school is from New York or Los Angeles or the Bay Area or sometimes Florida. <laughs> and it's pretty rare to be from anywhere else other than that, especially Arizona is very random, I think. And so I, I he, I don't really remember this, but apparently we hugged. I went to hug him, which he thought was very cute and funny because we were both from Arizona. So we were like, oh, cool. How funky. And then there was, we went to another class after that. And while we were waiting for the class to begin, we were sitting next to each other and talking about Arizona, which was really cool. And I, I remember him saying to me not to take for granted the open spaces in Arizona before I came to college in Pittsburgh. And that really stuck with me. And I went through the rest of my day and yada yada and didn't really think about it much again in any way except for that I really appreciated that piece of advice. And I thought about it all summer. That summer, that was my last summer at home. And I came to school in the fall and dated someone else. <laughs> Uh, not for a very long time. We were connected because I, I, didn't, I didn't really speak to him again because he was at, well, we saw each other in at a party and had a really nice little moment, but otherwise didn't really talk or talk about, you know, I, I don't, I had no idea if he remembered meeting me or it was funny to see him again because it was like, oh, I was thinking about what you told me all summer long. I never told him that. Well, I did later, but I didn't tell him that. But it was just like, oh, and then, yeah, we never really talked because our, our schedules never really overlapped, especially 
in that program freshman year and junior year, which those were our respective grades, had really opposite schedules. So it was very hard to see any of them and vice versa. However, my very dear friend, who still is my friend, hi Carson, he was dating Sam's best friend at the time. And there was some little talk about Sam was looking for a nice girl to take to a play. <laughs> and so I and I had met him obviously before and and I he's very much my type to a T. And I remember this moment where I saw him walk down the steps of there's sort of a grand kind of staircase in the middle of this drama building. And I was down in the lobby and I saw him walk down the steps and waved at me and, you know, I walked out and I was with my friend. And I remember saying, I am so in love with that guy. And that's extremely out of character for me at this time, especially. I had barely touched dating in high school. I was very career focused, so I wasn't really doing that. But I remember feeling so clearly this, I don't know, this deep sense of connection to him. And this weird infatuation that kind of, I mean, definitely didn't come from nowhere for a, a lot of reasons. I mean, I like I said, he was totally my type of guy. Totally. I love a, you know, tall, lanky, really wicked smart, kind of mysterious kind of guy. And Sam was was exactly that, especially at that time, was really uh, full of mystery. And was kind of, you know, stuck to his own thing. And not a lot of people knew very much about him. (laughs) and yeah I just remember having this feeling this was you know early on in my freshman year of seeing him and feeling like oh my god I love him (laughs) which again is crazy I'd never had that thought in my entire life that has never popped into my brain about anybody under any circumstance so that was very weird we had upcoming a course called text for actors where basically, long story short, it was a pair of of freshman actors who would work on a scene and then one junior actor, junior year actor, would sort of be the TA, kind of, the teacher's assistant, and grade our text work and, you know, attend rehearsals with us and work on the scene from a specific lens, etc. So I remember thinking at the time, and telling my friend, Carson, we have to get Sam to be our text TA to get assigned to our scene. Because if he is, then, you know, it'll give me a reason to get to know him and get his phone number and whatever. And I don't think, I no, I didn't. I didn't do anything about it. I would be way too scared to go up to a professor at that point and be like, can I have this person as my TA? I just wouldn't have done that. So no, I didn't do anything. And then we got the assignments And Sam was assigned to my scene. (laughs) So I was psyched and confident, (laughs) apparently, (laughs) because as soon as that happened, I remember encountering him sitting uh, at a table in, you know, part of the building. And I went up to him and I said, hey, you know, since you're going to be our text TA, 
uh, it would probably be helpful for me to have your phone number in case I have any questions about the text work. (laughs) And he was like, oh yeah, sure, of course. And we exchanged phone numbers. And I was exhilarated. (laughs) And we went about our lives and I would turn in assignments for this text class and he would be so hard on me and grade me really tough and write these little flirty, quippy comments in the margins. And I will say, just to clarify, there's no, there was no real power dynamic here. He didn't decide my grade. There was no, no blurred lines here in the power department. We started texting and kind of used this way in as our work together as, you know, a a basis to start flirting with one another. And he was in a play at the time where he wasn't in the first 40 minutes of the play. And so he, but he was the only one. So he was alone in the dressing room and he would invite me to come down to the dressing room to hang out with him. And you all know where this goes. (laughs) And the rest was history. (laughs) Basically, from the moment it started, there was just this something about him. And honestly, I hadn't had much dating experience at this time. So it's weird because I didn't have a, a ton to compare it to. Not nothing. You know, I dated before and I had some relationships in high school that I could kind of compare the way I was feeling at least to. And to be honest, I really trusted myself and knew I wasn't the type of person to chase a relationship or chase a person unless it was in my best interest. And there was just something about this relationship or about him or about us together, about the way that that made me feel and the way he made me feel was very, 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 very unique and shocking and truly unavoidable. And there, I mean, I guess I did say, uh, and the rest is history, but we did, we kind of started dating and then very briefly and then stopped very briefly and then realized that we, for a number of, of reasons that had nothing to do with our compatibility or anything like that, but it was just a, it's just a whole complicated thing. Relationships in college and it's crazy times, especially at a super intense conservatory. Like we were at, you know, we were, it was, it was difficult to find time for a relationship. And anyway, we, so we realized in that very short interim that we spent not dating, uh, that we absolutely must be dating. (laughs) And, you know, no matter what, even though the timing was kind of awful and it was a bad time for both of us in a lot of different ways. And, but we fucking fought we fought hard for our relationship because it was so obvious that it was a non-negotiable. It was from so early on. And I, I tell you the truth, like I really, we started dating officially. We started seeing each other in November of my freshman year. We started dating officially, boyfriend and girlfriend, in December. And then throughout November was our sort of um, stop and start. And we started dating officially in December by February, I knew that I was in love with him and I knew that I was going to marry him. <laughs> and I know that's crazy, but it's absolutely true. Absolutely true. 
I was 18 and I was positive that I would marry him. And I was right. (laughs) And yeah, I just, I just knew it's funny I was asked in in my Ask Me Anything, you know, do you believe in the one? And if I were to answer that, like outside of myself, like maybe my more logical or philosophical view of the world is that people can fall in love with lots of different people and, and find happy lives with them. But in my own experience, I can't describe the feeling that I had about him and have still as anything but, oh, you're the one. And just knowing. And I mean, the first chunk of our relationship was really challenging. It was really hard. And not in a way that, I mean, we were both making tons of mistakes. We were young and going through a lot of crazy stuff. (laughs) And there's that. But it was not easy. But we weren't, it was never, I, I always want to clarify, like, I never want to lead anyone to believe that they should stay through things that are hard or bad in a way that is displaying disrespect or abuse from either one of you. Like, that's not cool. Don't stay. That's not what I'm saying. That's like, this story isn't, isn't that. We were really struggling independently as individual human beings to step up to what this relationship required of both of us being that it was so inconvenient and we were so not ready for it. But we knew that we couldn't live without it. It was so obvious that in some ways it was exhausting and it was hard, but we knew, we knew that we had, that it would be worth it. We knew that we, we were like, look, all we have to do to make it through this besides of course have respect and care for one another. And again, just to further emphasize when there are times when a relationship is hard because the individuals are struggling to be their best selves or to navigate other challenges in life in life and then there's someone who's abusive or disrespectful to you that's not what i'm talking about that's not something worth working through don't work through an abusive relationship get out of there okay That's not what I'm talking about at all. There was absolutely no abuse, no disrespect. It was a lot of mutual passion and love. And that's the type of people we are. We're very passionate and very intense about life. And and we were even more so back then. And it was more about where each other was individually, mentally. It was a challenging time for us independently. And therefore, it was hard to sustain a relationship. But there was just something that we both knew and, and he knew at a similar time too. I mean, we told each other we loved each other at the same time. And, and we both kind of knew that we were going to be together. Kind of no matter what. And it was always, there was a, just an understanding. I think once we started, because we learned really quickly, like, oh my, this is special. And I got to try really hard not to screw it up. And so we committed. As for us deciding to get married, even though we knew that we would, or, well, we were a little different, I guess, in that I always wanted a traditional marriage and that kind of relationship. And Sam didn't really care. He cared very much that I wanted it, and therefore he wanted it because I wanted it. I think for him, it wouldn't make a difference 
whether we were married or not in terms of the commitment of our relationship. So yeah, but we both knew we were going to be together forever or at least damn well try. (laughs) And so when it came around to making, you know, the proposal and and all that and getting engaged and, and stuff, we had very open conversations about it. So we lived together throughout most of my college, all of my junior and senior year we lived together and then just spent a lot of time at each other's places in you know the early years and we also spent a summer living together after my freshman year actually and then he went and studied abroad in in glasgow um and that was very hard because <laughs> our relationship was still like we had only been together for about six months and we knew we loved each other and we knew it was a serious relationship but it didn't have all the time underneath it to to make it just was extra hard it just felt like we finally you know lit this fire and then he had to leave for three months and that was really hard that's a separate conversation but when it came down to actually deciding so we had lived together we moved to new york together after i graduated from college and i don't know i think there wasn't ever i always we always knew we were going to get married we had been together for four years no that can't well together four years engaged for almost two married for four that adds up so when it came to deciding to actually get married we were living in new york and or to get engaged i don't know i i i think i i just kind of was like okay i think i'm ready for the ring now please And not not in any way that it was never about convincing him to marry me. That was already happening openly. We had both openly discussed our desire for that very much. And in terms of when we got engaged, it was just sort of, I think it was me. I was just like, okay, let's do it. Let's get it done. I'm excited. And I think I just started getting excited about the idea of being engaged. We knew we were going to be together. And I just never even really thought about it, to be honest. In in the way that, oh, we're really young and getting... I mean, I did. I did because I was in such a different position than all of my friends and in most everyone else in my age group. But I guess the moral of the story and sort of what I keep coming across here is that there was never really a question. I never really thought about it in... <laughs> I thought about it a lot, but my conviction and my instinct and my heart and my head were so aligned and I was so certain that this was the right thing to do and it was what we wanted and it was right for us it's kind of as simple as that I don't I never went into it a wanting to get married young I mean my parents got married while my dad was still in college at the end of his, you know, so they got married quite young. So maybe that was normal for me. You know, I had a lot of friends in college who had similar college relationships that sort of at graduation, they were kind of forced to look at it and evaluate, is this going to go the distance or is it not? And most of the time, the answer was that it was not. And so they broke up. I had a bunch of friends leaving long-term relationships when we graduated college. And and yeah, we were kind of the only ones hanging in there and as I said it just wasn't something where I felt like okay am I gonna give it all up am I gonna give my freedom up and and take this plunge or you know I I just never really that question never really crossed my mind because it just wasn't an option The, the the one thing I was certain that I wanted and was over the moon with was my relationship which is not to say that, you know, it's always been perfect or anything like that. It's it's not like that at all. 
but I just knew. We both knew. We just knew. I definitely was met with a little resistance with some friends and that was weird. Not my parents. My parents were always very supportive and his parents too were just wonderfully supportive, especially because they knew us together really well. But yeah, I I, I think there was this feeling of, oh, you're going a different direction than the rest of us. And that was a little bit of tension, not in a way anyone intended to bring about, but that is sort of natural. And yeah, I think the biggest downside for me was that I just stopped being able to relate to a lot of the things my friends were going through, especially post-graduation. We moved to New York and they're all like, you know, knee deep in the New York dating scene and hookup culture and all that kind of stuff. And I was engaged (laughs) and settled. And it's so funny because objectively, if I looked at my life objectively, not knowing it was mine, I would probably have the same reaction everybody else does, which is like, what? You're married? Back then, especially, you know, now I'm in my later 20s, so it's less, less crazy. But especially in our social groups, you know, we hang out with a lot of actors and a lot of actors are very career focused and aren't as likely to settle down because, you know, it's just not the culture, really, because it's really fun. I would imagine, to be single in this kind of culture because you're meeting new people all the time, you're going on to projects, you're, you know, it just leaves your options open for that kind of fun if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, so it was just really odd. We were really the the odd ones out and it did make it hard to relate to other people in my age group and some friends that I had who were just experiencing something totally different. Not anything they did wrong or I did wrong. Just our lives were going to very different directions. And our experiences on the day-to-day were so different. That was always kind of hard. I I definitely found it difficult to make friends in my age group. It's getting easier now as I get older. But yeah, when we were younger, especially, it was when I was, you know, engaged at 22, it was like, well, <laughs> I don't know a single other person in my position in real life. Because I'm, I'm sure if I was, you know, in a different place geographically or in a different type of community, that might not be the case. But it was very unique for us. And since then, I really started my career right after we got engaged. Things really ramped up. And so I would go to events and I'd meet makeup artists and hairstylists and whatever, and you sit with them to get ready for events or photo shoots and stuff, and you're just meeting also, or, you know, you're on set and you're meeting people and, you know, you're meeting castmates and you're all getting to know each other, and it was always a shock for everyone when I would talk about my fiancé, and I think there were a lot of people who thought I was crazy, (laughs) which is exciting now to disprove, and you know, you never know what the future holds and God forbid, but this is sort of what I'm leading into, I suppose, which is I met a lot of these people in my adult life that are even deeper in this industry where it takes people a while, I think, to settle down for the most part and, you know, hitch their ride to somebody else's. 
because it's hard. It's very hard to sustain a relationship in Hollywood. It's just the truth. It's a challenge. Your your physical location changes all the time. Your stress can be extremely high. <laughs> it's volatile. You know, it, it's a volatile career, um, which just adds a lot of stress and strain and challenge. So it makes sense that that's kind of how, how most people go. But yeah, it was really funny. And I just was met with a lot of shock everywhere I went, which is in some ways, you know, is expected, I suppose. But I felt so confident and so sure that it was always kind of weird because it's like they wanted me to be like, yeah, I know, crazy, right? And I just kind of didn't feel that way. It was like, yeah, of course, you know what I mean? And there was a really, a conversation I had with a makeup artist who I love so much and I don't want to reveal any personal information, but if you happen to be listening, you might remember this and this conversation has stuck with me for years, you know, she was sort of brave enough to ask, like, wow, that's, that's kind of different. Don't you think, you know, do you have regrets or aren't you, don't you want to kind of sow your wild oats or what have you? And basically what came to me in that moment when she asked me that and the conversation that, that followed was, you're always going to miss out on something. And that's what all these conversations were about when people, when people were doubting me and doubting us and our relationship and, and our choices. It was always sort of coming from the mindset of, well, aren't you, don't you not want to miss out on your youth, essentially? You know, don't you want to take part in dating and crazy partying and the single life? And I just realized in that moment what is the obvious truth of the world, which is no matter what you do, you'll be missing out on something. No matter what path you take, there's always a path that you're missing out on, a path you didn't take. That, I'm sure, has some highs and has some lows. But at the end of the day, you make decisions based on what you think is the best thing for you. And, and what I told her then, too, is that because it's also all everyone's asking these questions from a mindset of, well, you're young, so you're very likely to get divorced or you're very likely to, for this to not work out because so many relationships don't. And it's a weird, it's a weird thing to respond to, to be, to be honest. And what I told her in that moment was, no matter what happens, I will never regret following and trusting the yearning of my heart. I will never, no matter how this shakes out, I don't think there's any reality where I look back on this decision and have any regret. Because obviously no one knows what the future holds. I've never felt stronger about our relationship. I've never felt more secure. I've never felt more grateful. I've never, I, I never knew it could be this good if I'm being totally honest with you. It, it's, I never knew it was possible to have a relationship like the one Sam and I have today. Obviously no one knows what the future holds, but I know for certain that there's no chance in hell that I would ever regret trusting my intuition and pursuing the calling of my heart. That's what life is about, isn't it? 
I think everyone's so afraid to make mistakes. And in this arena, you know, mistakes can really hurt. There's a lot of pain in relationships and in love. But you can't predict what's going to happen or where things are, are going to go. All you can do is dive deep and establish a trust with yourself and and try. And if it turns out you're quote unquote wrong, which I don't even look at it that way either. Like if tomorrow I found out he was a werewolf and I was like, oh my God, I've been wrong this whole time. Like I've never been wrong. I just didn't know, (laughs) you know, you just give yourself some credit. We we're doing our best. So I think my view on the quote-unquote risk of getting married young, which for some people isn't the right thing to do, but that's the whole point of this is that, and I'm not encouraging anyone to do it necessarily, I'm encouraging you to trust yourself or establish trust with yourself. But the bottom line is for year after year after year, I knew, I knew, I knew. It was like, a drum inside me, consistent rhythm that I just knew would lead me to our relationship over and over and over and over again. And it has, and it still does. And I guess my general message in terms of our situation is, A, you'll always miss out on something. I would hate to miss out on the memories, on the growth, on the investment into our relationship that I would have missed had we decided not to commit to each other and so I could, quote unquote, go live the single life or sow my wild oats or whatever. If I chose that path, I'd be missing out on these incredible moments of love and bonding and growth. I mean, we have been a thousand different people throughout the course of our relationship. And in some ways, it's such a gift to be young and not fully established in your adult self yet. I think that can be a very easy common breaker of relationships and sometimes definitely for the best. But I think it can go the other way too. You know, it's not all irresponsible or all bad or all whatever. We've seen each other through so many iterations of each other some of which we like more than others. (laughs) We'll always love each other passionately. And, you know, the core of who we are, which especially is, you know, emerging more and more all the time, has always been there. And, you know, obviously, we'll always like and love each other very much. But yeah, we've seen each other through a lot of different versions of ourselves. And it's been hard. (laughs) It's challenging to be growing that much all the time and growing with another person who is also growing and trying to grow together and grow independently and come back and grow together. And, you know, it's a lot. (laughs) It's a challenge, but it's also the depth and the security of our relationship and the love and the bond that we have and the trust we have for each other. And what we provide each other in life is immeasurable. I don't know what I would do or where I would be if I didn't have him throughout the journey of the last couple of years where I really needed somebody who knew me so, so well. And it's such a gift, especially if you go through anything that kind of thrusts you into a more public position. He 
has kept my feet on the ground throughout the tornado of the last couple of years in a way that no one else really could have because he has known me and currently knows me so well. (laughs) So well, which can sometimes be annoying (laughs) because I don't always want the truth about myself. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I really don't know who I would be or where I would be if I didn't have him throughout all this process to really keep my feet on the ground and stabilize me and know me. So, yeah. I think that's mostly all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> I could talk about it for ages, to be honest with you. But that's my story. And... We'll be married for four years in September and together for 10 years in December. Just so wild and so awesome. I feel incredibly grateful. Even though it's not a path that everyone everyone would choose for themselves, it has been absolutely the right path for me. And yeah, it was never done intentionally. I never went about my... I remember actually feeling a bit of... <laughs> when I When I realized how in love with him I was and and that I I was pretty sure I was going to marry him, you know, back when we were just, just beginning dating. I do remember having a bit of a like, well, damn it, I just got to college, man. And I found my husband already? Come on. No, I kid. It's funny. It's not everybody's path, but it's been mine. And I have absolutely no regrets. Not in the slightest. It gets better all the time. And it's required us both to be super invested and to put in a lot of effort. The amount that we've grown is just astronomical. I wouldn't change a thing. I hope that answered some questions and maybe was interesting. And if not, well, you probably aren't listening anymore anyway. In which case, cheers to you. (laughs) Well, I suppose that's it for the day. (laughs) Let me know what you thought of this episode. And if you have any thoughts on marriage or whatever, maybe you're anti-marriage and anti-commitment or whatever, let me know what you think and share your thoughts in the response to this episode if you're listening on Spotify. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Do rate this podcast, review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, share with your friends, text it to a friend maybe you've had this conversation with or who's trying to decide if they're going to, you know, take the plunge and get engaged or, you know, it's an interesting thing. I think, I think uh, marriage and partnership in general is something that most people think about a lot. And it's really interesting because people take it down so many different paths. And I think there's a lot of great representation in the path of choosing oneself and being single and really cultivating your life and and waiting for the right partner for you. And I think that's so amazing and so awesome. But I thought I would tell my story, which is very different from a lot of that messaging. And even though the vein is the same, you know, it's about self-respect and about trusting yourself and investing in yourself enough to do what's really right for you, whether that's waiting for the right relationship or investing in the right relationship when it's in front of you. All right. And then, again, I always like to say this. I was stretching. That's why my voice sounded weird. Um, I always like to say this. I listen to everything I say with a grain of salt. I'm not wise. I'm 
just a gal in her 20s who has some thoughts and I like to share them, but I am by no means any expert in in anything. So just chatting, just a friend sharing her experiences. Okay, I think that's it. New episodes on Wednesdays. I hope I see you there. I love you.